Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right. Greetings. Welcome in today on a Thursday morning, May 18th, 2023. We are starting out your day today at 15. 56 degrees on our way, as you heard, to a high in the uh, in the 80s. And uh, looking forward to a nice day. A nice, real, Actually, a real nice run of nice days here coming up over the next week or so. Uh, got a good show for you today. Thursday means we are giving away tickets to the best events in the area. And we have acquired a pair of tickets to see Brooks and Dunn for you country fans. In Omaha, CHI Health Center, they are going to be coming there at the very beginning of June, and we have secured a pair of tickets, potentially with your name on them, should you be able to win our game today. We are bringing out the lie detector today, give you two true things, one false thing, and if you can pick out the thing that we made up that we uh, we tried to get one over on you with, you will be our winner if you can do that three times in a row. And today, given that we are giving away Brooks and Dunn tickets, we went with a little bit of a country music theme. I think you're going to enjoy this one today. I think you're going to enjoy the creativity of the lies today, especially. That's always one where... Uh, it's always one where Caleb and I really try and pride ourselves on being the best liars in Lincoln Radio, just for that segment. Really, no other time, but just for that segment. And uh, I'm I'm excited about the work that's well, been done. Sometimes today. one of us is good at that. Yeah, sometimes. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see who it is and if it is happening today. So be listening for that cue to call at 710. Or if you just want to listen and play along in the car, I think you'll have fun with that, too. So be, be listening for your chance for Brooks and Dunn tickets. Uh, of course, got your morning drive. We've got your sound off. And then during the 8 o'clock hour, your regular Thursday fair, always good stuff from Robin Eshelman, Dave Albers. Got a, uh, got a lot of updates from them on things that are opening, a dog bar update, which I know yeah. a lot of people are wondering. Well, we've got a dog bar update with them, some restaurant news as well. So listen for that at 810, some of the questions that you guys have sent into them. They've taken a look at, investigated, and they've got answers for as well. And then at 835, we will talk to Greg Sharp with Nebraska Baseball today. Going to be starting their final Big Ten series of the year. In West Lafayette, Indiana, that is going to change programming a little bit today because it's an early start, 4.30 pregame, first pitch at 5, so that will replace the Dan Parsons show for today. But uh, we'll have Greg on just give us a little bit of a preview of that big series for Nebraska as they try and get their seed to be a more fortuitous one for the Big Ten tournament that is going to start in Omaha. Just in a matter of days, they'll go pretty quickly from that series this weekend. It'll be Thursday, Saturday, so not the typical weekend series day. Usually you're going Friday to Sunday, but you go Thursday to Saturday, get a couple of days off, and then the games will start in Omaha right away coming up next Tuesday. So we've got that all together as well. Uh, good morning, Mr. Vale. How are you doing today? I'm here. Good. So, uh, yes. <laughs> We, we've had a couple of times throughout this legislative session where we've said, you know, they may not be able to get done 
what they need to get done or are trying to get done on a few issues, and you wonder if this session that feels like it'll never end could actually extend with a special session into the off season. And it seems like every time that we've kind of brought up that possibility and we have on about three different issues, it's been thwarted by bills eventually being passed, by things getting done prior to the session ending that you didn't know if they would. And so I had kind of closed the book on some of that stuff. Although yesterday it was er, cracked open just a little bit again. We've got a uh, we've got a bit of a divide between the uh, the people in the legislature who are authoring different versions of what voter ID should look like now that it has been passed into law by the voters through ballot initiative. The legislature now has the job of actually putting together the nuts and bolts of what the rules will look like statewide for voter ID. What counts as an ID, right? How can you show it? What are the methods of showing it when you're voting by mail, among other things, with this? And there have kind of been competing proposals out there throughout this legislative session from Senator Tom Brewer and Senator Julie Slama. Uh, I think it's fair to say that Slama's has been more restrictive than has Brewer's. Well, they basically got to the point, you know, they were trying to work it out, trying to get this thing to a compromise that they both could support in this thing. But the problem is, Mark, as is the case with a lot of bills during this legislative session, you have very limited time to do this. And to get it on the schedule with what's left, they had to move something through. And so they went to the committee and basically put the proposals before him, before the committee. Uh, this is the government, military veteran, uh, gov- government and Military Affairs Committee. Uh, and they chose the Brewer proposal on this, and so that is the one that will be going to the floor of the legislature now to try and squeeze in. Well, yeah, right. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe with this thing. Um, Senator Slama had some strong words about uh, this, criticizing the bill um, and criticizing the Secretary of State as well. Uh, on this, uh, and Bob Evnen, the Secretary of State, Secretary Bob Evnen, responded to that, um, basically said, hey, we got asked to draft this amendment. We wanted it to follow state and federal law. We didn't want to get ruled unconstitutional. We didn't, we didn't want it to go to court at this point, and we didn't want to restrict any voters from having an opportunity. And we thought, uh, he, th- he expressed that he thought Senator Slama's version of the bill might suppress actually rural voters, he thought was a concern on this. And so he kind of fired back at her with a statement saying, hey, this is why we did it. We don't think it's wise to put forward a bill that is going to run into legal trouble with, uh, with the potential after the fact. And so that's why we did what we did. Um, she, but she said the measure is unconstitutional. She said it was an abomination. Um, she said Evnen's office, the Secretary of State's office, obstructed this process every step of the way. And I'm going to fight this on behalf of the voters to stop again, which she called an abomination. And th- this is this is where we get to what I brought this up at the beginning: is that the potential, I guess. Mark of a special session is at least you know being mentioned here along with this because Brewer's um, Brewer basically amended Slama's initial legislation. She's now thinking about removing her bill from consideration. She actually filed the motion to remove it to, to remove it. And if there were no bill, 
There's nothing to vote on. Th- there's nothing to vote on, and then perhaps you've got to go to a special session to get something on the books for this, well, pursuant you- to what the voters asked for at the ballot box. Well, they could do it next session, couldn't they? They could, I guess, there's although no, there's no uh, the primaries for 2024 will run into the next session, though. Right. And so is that, you know, is that how important is it to have it done before that? Is it, and then on the first time you do this, you're going to be doing this in 2024, the general in 2024, which will be a presidential year. Um, yeah. It's... <laughs> and a, be a massive... Uh, a massive deal here, so uh, we'll see where this thing goes now. If they can, if they can still get this done, get something done here at this point, uh, or if you end the session with nothing done, and then you've got to look ahead to doing something like thing, like I said, in a in a special session here. So, just when you thought, just when you thought the biggest of the drama was over, you get maybe some drama between two, uh, two, three entities that you maybe wouldn't have expected it from who all typically agree on a lot of other things. Yes, they do, but uh, not on this one. Yeah. And uh, Senator Slum was pretty uh, adamant about this one. You know, she's she using of, some strong language. She uh, she led the led the way on on the whole works. Yeah. So So uh that is um yeah. And by the way, it is day, this is the 80th day. Okay. Of the 90-day session. So 10 more. 10 more on this thing. So that that was interesting. That is a that is a, apparently we still got a little more, a uh, little more um, rancor. Rancor is a good word. <laughs> a little more rancor in those in these final ten days. Even though the bill that produced the bills that produced a lot of that look like they are going to uh, look like they're going to become law here and signed by the governor here within the next few days. Uh, all right, what else we have this morning, Mark? Well. Uh, uh- Redway Airline and the airport announced yesterday they're extending their uh, flight schedule, and it looks like they're going to add uh, some service to Minneapolis for the uh, football game. Yeah, right away. When I saw these flights were announced back a few weeks ago, it was the first thing I looked. I saw Minneapolis was one of them. I was like, oh, man, I wonder if that's going to be used by a lot of people to go to the games. Uh, but looks like they're they're making flights available. The timing would make even more sense for people who are trying to get there for the games. I can't imagine that those won't fill up incredibly quickly uh, if those are available. They may be full already. Yeah, they 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 may be, but those will be, I think, very popular simply because you already have people who are considering driving up there. And yeah. if 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 you're still at that that lowest price of fifty nine dollars. I think in some cases forty nine dollars, but forty nine or fifty nine dollars round trip. You can see why people would say, "Wait, that's uh, that's probably a a better deal. that may be less than we'll spend on gas in some cases. Maybe not quite if you're taking two people, but you can see why at that price price point you'd be thinking about it and mm-hmm. save that drive. That's a that's a mark. That I don't know what it is. I've driven a Lincoln to Minneapolis several times. And it always is longer than I think it's going to be. Yeah, and, and you know, it, as much as I've driven it since I'm a Minnesota native, and, and I drove it in Kansas City for years, uh, about the same distance as Lincoln, believe it or not. Okay. But going through Iowa has just gotten to the point of being so boring. Uh, the last time I went to uh, Minneapolis or into Minnesota, I went up through Sioux City. Okay. 
and then up through Northwest Dude, I Iowa. I on I-29, so yeah. Then, then That's the way of, I used to go there. And then I cut across from Sioux City up to Worthington, yep, Minnesota. Yep, Worthington, yep. Up to Mankato. And Made that drive a lot from college because I had a friend who went to college up at St. Olaf, so we would go. In Northfield. We would go up to Northfield quite a bit. One of my best friends from high school over there, so I made that drive a whole lot and often in some very bad weather when I was uh, doing that. That bus going up to uh, Ballard's for fishing this summer, that goes up to Fargo. Okay. All right. You go north, and you go north, Yeah. and you keep going north, and you go, oh, look, I can almost see Canada. Let's turn right. And then the other thing that they added was a couple of destinations that correspond with when fall break is for schools around yeah, here. Yeah, well, and they were already serving those destinations, but they're adding service. They're adding just dates yep. that, that kind of comport with the, with the calendar yeah. that exists. Uh, Las Vegas and Orlando. If they're able to do this, I, I, I mean, just when we're talking about this concept, if they're able to have this flexibility year to year and to be able to say, okay, here's when school breaks happen. Okay, here's when things that a large group of Nebraskans will be interested in and they want to get to for sporting events and maybe there's other things that could be that way. If they have that flexibility and they can build that in like they're doing um, I think that's going to be a huge thing for this. Yeah, I, I I would think that is going to be something that people will really appreciate, and I think they'll really take take advantage of. Too. Well, you you don't think if as some of the projections have, if Nebraska football was actually playing in the Vegas Bowl, that there wouldn't be flights now built around that. Yeah, if they've got the ability to do those and 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 sell them, and hopefully show the the airline that hey. These are these are things you're going to be able to do, and if we're smart about when we put these put these out there, and we're going to get them filled up for you, um, I think that again, I just think that's going to be a boon. This whole thing, I continue to hope, I continue to hope that there is enough demand for these flights that it makes financial sense for everybody to keep doing it because five thousand tickets sold already. Is that right? Over 5,000 tickets. And did they also extend... Some of the flights I know are just seasonal, summer year-round, but some are seasonal. Did they also extend some of the ones that are more seasonal, I think, a little bit further into November? Uh, I saw that was part of the announcement, too. So, I'm reading the news release, trying to find that. Yeah, that was that. That was an. I read it yesterday, and that was another thing. I don't have the date in front of me, but that's November twenty ninth. November twenty ninth. Okay, so some of the seasonal ones are going to go a little bit further into the season now than they had planned, and it's got to be good news in terms of what the response has been on this whole thing. So that's. Uh, I think that's. Yeah, that's good news overall, and I'm excited to see how they're going to kind of use that in the in the future to make trips like that accessible and financially feasible for people in Lincoln. So, love it. I still think it's great news. Great news for the community that exists. Now I just want to keep it around and hope it gets used and then perhaps expanded down the road. Maybe and it'll more, be more destinations. It'll be through the new terminal gates, too. Yeah, I'm going to I think I'm going to go uh they got an open house here coming up in a week or so, maybe a couple of weeks. 30, uh, 30th, this, I believe it is. Yeah, I'm going to go down there and and kind of check that out a little bit. It's been a long time since I've been out in the Lincoln Airport terminal, so We'll go see what that's like and see how much of a different feel that you've got in the Lincoln Airport. So all of those things kind of coming together at one time for the business that they're doing out there. And we'll see what it changes in terms of the usage of Lincoln's airport and how uh, how often becomes a primary option, especially for people in Lincoln, but even from people outside of the city as well. It'd be nice to have some Omahans coming over and right. flying out of here. Yeah, for a change. That would be, I, I think it'll happen with some of these. Uh, I bet that, yeah. I bet that Minnesota flight will get some people to do that. 
Well, so, when, when you look at that Minnesota flight, there will actually be two flights that week then. The normal one. Because you'll have the, the normal one. one on Monday, then the other one will be Wednesday. Yeah. If I, if I looked at that correctly. Yeah, because we, we talked earlier about when, when they first came out, if you wanted to go do it, you had to leave on, on Monday and then I think go back Saturday? Friday. Or Friday. Friday. Saturday. Yeah, Friday. Friday. Okay. So it's Monday, Monday, Friday that they had that set up. So the, the other the other set is more attuned to actually when the game is on a on a Thursday night. So um and then, you know, I mentioned it at the outset, Caleb, but Nebraska baseball gets started tonight with uh with this shot to start getting that seed at the Big Ten tournament where you'd like to be at to have the best shot at winning game one in Omaha and Take on Purdue on the road. We'll see if the hot streak continues. Boy, wouldn't it be nice if this team could could go in there and in Purdue and boy, pick up all three of them and go in on a real, I mean, a real hot streak uh, to to the Big Ten tournament. Oh boy, yeah, you you win all three and that gives you what six, seven in a row is yeah. what that would be going back to the, uh, the, be the a, Creighton. It'd night be game. a different feeling of momentum than this team has really had. I think this year. Yeah, and I think you win all three, that puts you in a really good position to be potentially a three seed. Yeah, yep, and stay away from those top seeds in the first game. Yeah, which would be which would be really nice as well. So uh, I'll be listening to that tonight right here on KLIN. All right, six twenty five. We'll take a break. Fifty six degrees in the capital city. You are listening to LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN. Let Lincoln know if your organization or business is impacted by the latest severe weather. Go under the closings tab and sign up at KLIN.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right. It is time. By the way, tomorrow's request line Friday. And it is open for whatever you would like to hear as long as we can play it on the radio. No theme today. We're going to be between themes. Mother's Day last week, graduation day next week. And so put in a week where you can get you know, get your fix, all the things that you always go back to, all of you, uh, all of you rush people, all of you bread people. Um, I know there's a lot of you out there and sometimes the Russian bread and uh, some of the other ones that you really want to hear do not quite fit into the theme. And so we get you uh, get you another chance to play the hits, as it were. On request line Friday tomorrow, so you can. I, I still got to hear "Sound of Silence" last weekend. So, the "Sound of Silence" cover, right? Again, we 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 after three years of doing this, we're comp- compiling our all star list: the songs that uh, no, the wreck of the Edmonds Fitzger- Fitzgerald. Uh, 
We've been really low on Danger Zone so far. Danger Zone. After the, you know, the Top Gun, now that the Top Gun movie is not quite front and center like it was at this time last year, that's really hurt that a little bit. But, uh, yeah, we'll, so we'll get back to uh, some of those favorites, some new ones, I'm sure, too. Always a, a just a great variety of completely different things that you're just not going to hear on any single radio station anywhere else. So we look forward to that. Text them in now to the Brickstown Recognition Text Slide, 402-479-1400. Get it in sooner than later. That's always my best advice to kind of get a better feature spot in a little bit more time so we can let it groove for a bit, get to the chorus, talk a little bit about the song and those sorts of things. All right, sound off time. Let's jump in. It sounds, guys, like it is next week for Ron DeSantis. He's finally, I mean, he's been, let's be honest, he's been in New Hampshire. He's been in Iowa. He's been on world tours um, talking about foreign policy. So I think there's not going to be a big surprise for anyone that this was coming at some point. But now reports sound sound like this is actually imminent, that he is going to get into the race. Nothing official yet, but the Wall Street Journal reports Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis will enter the race for the GOP presidential nomination next week by filing paperwork with the Federal Elections Commission. DeSantis would become the fifth candidate challenging former President Trump for the Republican nomination. Joining former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, businessman Vivek Ramaswamy, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, and talk show host Larry Elder. Governor DeSantis has a meeting with potential financial donors a week from today in Miami. Jack Callahan, Fox News. I'll be honest. I have not... Up until the last several months, I really... DeSantis was not on my radar at all. Has he always looked like a cartoon character? <laughs> and just like any time you see him and he does like a laugh or he gets like a little fuzz, he looks and acts like a cartoon character. The... the um. The the video from Sioux Center, Iowa, from a couple of days ago. Somebody said something funny, and the way he reacted, it looked like that's not a normal laugh. It looked like he was trying to fake laugh, but had never actually real laughed before. You've got. I mean, you've got to pull. It's listen. I don't. I don't care who where you're at politically. It's so funny. <laughs> well, you co- you combine that with how his face looked when they were like, so so since you're running, and he's like, well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not running. I'm yeah, not that, running. That was yeah. That, he's got some interesting, some interesting moments on on camera. But uh, I mean, I also thought the Howard Dean thing was hilarious too. So yeah. it's equal opportunity here <laughs> with all of these things. But he looks like he'll be in. Will he really be the? Uh, Will it really be the number two contender in this whole thing? Will it boil down by the time that we're getting to the beginning of 2024 that it's looking like those two are the front runners on that? Or is it just going to be one and a whole pack of people way, 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 way behind as well? So it'll be interesting to see how that materializes over the next several months. Uh, out of Washington, D.C., new efforts towards helping kids especially given mental health issues that they are going through increasingly in the last few years. Nearly half of all U.S. high school students in 2021 reported persistent sadness or hopelessness, and 13% of girls and 7% of boys attempted suicide. This is simply unacceptable. White House Domestic Policy Council Director Susan Rice announced new steps to expand mental health services. Most importantly, it will help connect more Americans to competent and compassionate care in ways that are more convenient, 
that are cheaper and that are covered by their insurance. That includes using $280 million from gun safety legislation to bolster mental health professionals in schools and proposing a new rule revising how Medicaid bills mental health services for students. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. I mean, honestly, in, in an ideal world, I would think that you know, schools have, right, schools generally all have nurses that deal with potential physical issues that come up during the course of mm-hmm. of the school day. I think ideally, I mean, I guess this is what I would think if if I had my kids going to school, and, and I do, but they're, they're probably, in an ideal world, would also be a, a an equivalent mental health professional there as well. I think that's gone front and center enough and become a big enough issue um, that and the, the other problem is is that when you do have parents or kids that are seeking services for this elsewhere through private providers, I know here, and I'm sure if it's the case here, it is in a lot of other places. The demand for those services and the supply of those services uh, are not are not e- equivalent right now. It's it can be really hard to find those services when when they're needed pretty badly for for kids i think maybe even adults too but especially for kids here uh in this community and that's got to be something that's not an exception throughout the the entire country so hopefully those efforts are going to be ones that are going to be significant that are going to be helpful because it feels like there are just there are a lot of a lot of youth that aren't getting the help that would be actually helpful to them through through going through some of these things because we've really come a long way with this but there's got to be people there you've got to be able to access this you got to be able to afford it all of those things as well uh big uh big ban out of montana did you see this the first state in the united states that has said no to tiktok not just for government employees not in their borders but for a statewide ban Montana said goodbye, TikTok. Republican Governor Greg Gianforte announced the total ban with a single sentence on social media, saying it was done, in his words, to protect Montanans' personal and private data from the Chinese Communist Party. From December to now, the restriction was only on government devices. The law will prohibit any downloads and fine any entity that allows it $10,000 per day. Users would not face fines. The app's Maker says it will fight bans against it for users and companies that market through it. A legal challenge is expected, making it a test case much of the nation will watch. Gernal Scott, Fox News. So now Montana's will be unknowingly giving their information to non-Chinese government entities, I guess. But I yeah. suppose that's better. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I guess, I, yeah. I'm going to be interested to see how, how any of this works, because it, it's not in... It's not in effect overnight, so yeah. are, are people going to go, you know what, well, let me just download that in case that's something that, that we get into as a business, because yeah. um, you see businesses do stuff on there. Um, I have to wonder how much it's going to be challenged in the courts, because there are people who make a living by doing stuff through TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's true. I don't know how many influencers are in Montana. Right, but right, yeah, I don't know how many. Maybe are there, we ought to. Uh, maybe we ought to recruit them to Nebraska. They probably have some hunting and fishing influencers out there. I'm sure, there's some right good dancers or 
whatever. But then the, there's also the other part of it when 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 you talk about how the labels don't mean anything anymore. Where where is this on just government overreach into people being able to live their lives? Yeah, if if, I mean, I, if they want to give their information to the Chinese communist government, then that should be up to them, right? I guess. I guess but the I guess the counter argument would be that it's a national security issue, uh, in particular, more so than it is because they when, have my shopping list. Because, well, because because of various various bits of information that they're able to get. I get it um, on government phones. From, like from I completely that. understand that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, I I would think. Listen, I understand why they they did it, but I still think there needs to be a bigger overall government push for all the times that that we are unknowingly or don't really have a capability of really comprehending just the amount of data that is being collected on us. Collected and, and sold. I mean, it collected and sold or used for whatever purposes, even if it's not to the Chinese government. Like that in itself, I think, is is an issue, mm-hmm. which this is a part of. This is a slightly different arm of that whole thing. But, man, you take care of that, of all of those things, and I think that's making a lot more progress than just kind of playing whack-a-mole with yeah. with this single single app. Well, it's, it, it's the joke of, well... I, I was talking about this with someone the other day, and then guess what started showing up on all of the ads? That literally happened to me and my wife over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Where I can't even remember what we were talking about, but I mentioned that I was interested in looking at something, and I had never once Googled that or looked it up. But what do we both immediately see on our phones for ads? What, whatever that was. Right. And it was like, okay. That's an issue. There's a lot. People always have stories like that. Like, it's why, crazy. why is that not a bigger thing, yeah. but it's not Chinese? Right. It's, it's not the Chinese Again, because it doesn't government. quite go to being a national security issue. It's that not feels a, like a national security the, issue if there's clearly the, the little guy on the other end listening. <laughs> yes, but usually that's happening within the country and not by the government of another foreign power. It's a private company that's... That's doing that. That's not associated with the Chinese government. Was, I'm not saying that they're. Bu- Listen, right. I'm I'm generally in agreement yeah. with you, but you can see where the at least the thought difference is on TikTok versus someone else doing that. And I don't I don't care if they're they're uh, communist or capitalists. Don't li- like that should be the line. It's interesting that this is happening now, and and that app. Just this is me, just my own completely subjective looking at it from things around me but that that app is more ubiquitous than it's ever been right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it is everywhere um in terms of in terms of being used especially by younger people and kind of having a cultural impact can you believe how much on it's, music in all, all these things how much it's grown since just a few years ago what was tiktok it was people went on and they did the dances mm-hmm. like that was pretty much it mm-hmm. right and there was a little bit started to go some other places. There are so many different avenues for use on TikTok, just like you see any other social media grow. It's not just people going on there and doing dances. Yeah, it's I mean, it's the primary it is it is the primary media intake for a for a younger generation. It's I mean, they it's more than watching TV, it's more than um, you know, Reading a newspaper, obviously. The combination is. of TikTok and YouTube is more than 50% of the way Gen Z gets their news, consumes their news. Consumes any media. Can, yeah. yeah. Between TikTok and YouTube, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, all right. Uh, hey, there. Uh, the USDA is uh, talking about changing up school lunches, specifically. Remember back for me in elementary school, Fridays, you know what Fridays meant for us when it was lunchtime in elementary school? Chocolate milk day. It was available <laughs> on Fridays. Only on Fridays? But not, yeah, but not the rest of the week. That's what, for some reason when I grew up, that was uh, what I remember it being. But there is some discussion about whether or not chocolate and strawberry milk, gross, uh, should even be Something that are served to kids with school lunches. The USDA is considering amending its school nutrition standards with an update on flavored milk, like chocolate or strawberry. And that includes no more flavored milk for those in kindergarten through eighth grade, or possibly through just fifth grade. The USDA says in the proposal that a recent analysis found flavored milk is the leading source of added sugars in breakfast and lunch programs. But some school districts, like one in Colorado and another in Massachusetts, said when flavored milk was removed in the past, Milk consumption overall noticeably decreased, and so some argue it may not be worth it if the goal is to get kids to drink some milk. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Strawberry milk, gross. Yeah, that's not for get, me. Let's get that. Let's get that out. Whatever. I don't care about that and sugar. Let's just get that out because that's gross. Okay, we don't need kids. Why do they? You go to the grocery store, okay? Rows and rows of chocolate milk. Rows and rows of regular milk, and then pretty significant area on on chocolate milk. There's no market like that for strawberry milk. Why are we even doing that? For the kids. Do, do, is there anybody who regularly buys strawberry milk? Not that I know of. I, I don't, don't think I do, but we. I, I think there's a lot of people who do chocolate milk yeah, absolutely. With, with young kids. I mean, yeah. I would. It's del, it's delicious. I, I don't drink enough chocolate milk, I, I would actually say. That's actually the issue. We need to be increasing production of chocolate milk. I always, back, uh, I always am jealous of the runners, you know, people who... Who run long distance races and stuff, and I used to do that back in the day. But they always say that chocolate milk is like the best, one of the best recovery drinks you could have. So I was always like, oh yeah, yeah, that's that, a good reason to that, have it. That was always the thing, um, and I hated that it went into effect after I graduated high school. But I, I understood why they why they went to it. As soon as my dad's uh, basketball teams, when he was coaching high school, they would get done with practice, he'd get uh, all the the locker room stuff done. Then they went over, and they all just got to grab a chocolate milk out of the fridge. Yeah. And I was like, man, that would have been awesome. Just right away, done with the workout, go hit a chocolate milk right yeah, away. Yeah, a lot of the my, my son's friends who are athletes, they hit chocolate milk right after workouts now. Apparently, it's a very good... How did it work run. for you when, uh, if you can remember back in, back in elementary, I remember there would always be one kid in our class that had to like basically take the order on like how many how many white milks how many yes, chocolate milks yes. and then they took like this little crate and had to go get all of those from the like the lunchroom area and carry them back to it our was classroom. something like that yeah i remember having like tickets or something that we would wow. use for that the people who were either yeah if, if you had hot lunch and you were having it or if you wanted it on fridays if you wanted a special chocolate milk order so that was nice uh, all right, what else do we have going on uh, right now? Boy, Harry and Meghan got uh, involved in quite a paparazzi car chase. Yeah, what was going the, on with this? Over the last few days. Let's find out. According to Harry and Meghan's office, the paparazzi were in hot pursuit of the Duke and Duchess for a couple of hours. They say, quote, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex and Miss Ragland were involved in a near catastrophic car chase at the hands of a ring of highly aggressive paparazzi. This relentless pursuit lasting over two hours resulted in multiple near collisions involving other drivers on the road, pedestrians, and two NYPD officers. But the NYPD says the couple 
was never in any danger. Their statement reads in part, the NYPD assisted the private security team protecting the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. There were numerous photographers that made their transport challenging. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex arrived at their destination and there were no reported collisions, summonses, injuries, or arrests in regard. Hmm. Okay. So which was it? But Right. I mean, you can see... <laughs> You can see why that's probably a sensitive issue for Harry, uh, in particular, given mm-hmm. what happened to, given what happened to his his mother there. But yeah, um, glad everybody's okay there. Let's see. Let's finish it. Oh, Mark talked about this a little bit yesterday. This is uh, this is fascinating. The mono, uh, sorry, the pneumonia uh, fronts that are coming. This is a weather thing, Uh-oh. not a health thing. Okay. Pneumonia fronts that have been going through areas in the Midwest. What exactly does that even mean? It's not not a wave of people actually getting pneumonia. It's called the pneumonia front. And what that is, is a meteorological term created by the National Weather Service back in the 1960s that talks about these massive fronts that come from the north and travel down Lake Michigan into Milwaukee and Chicago, plunging temperatures. And yesterday, in the big city of Chicago, it was nearly 80 degrees and people were out on the beaches, walking the lakefront, enjoying a nearly perfect almost summer day and then the plunge occurred and people had to find their winter coats yet once again you know you can get four seasons in chicago in just one day and that's what folks deal with on a regular basis in the spring in chicago robert ray oh okay well that that last line was unnecessary yeah come here we'll show you four seasons in one day (laughs) uh yeah and then, uh, last but not least... All I could uh, think of was Rudy Giuliani with the Four Seasons. Total <laughs> the landscape. Total landscape. Well, a uh, woman who uh, always uh, would hope someday she would get married is getting up there in age, and uh, it looked like it wasn't going to happen, but then she found a way to make it happen. And uh, this I've never heard of before. Dorothy Fideli married herself in a wedding held at her senior living home in Goshen, Ohio, fulfilling her lifelong dream of living happily ever after. The 77-year-old said she got the idea from a talk show and figured the festivities would uplift her fellow residents. The wedding was complete with decorations, catering, a white dress picked out by her daughter. Fideli's marriage on Saturday wasn't her first. She married in a courthouse wedding in 1965, but was divorced nine years later. Fideli wore a black dress for that ceremony and said the marriage was doomed from the start. The soon-to-be great-grandmother said this marriage is a lesson in loving yourself. Gianna Jalosi, Fox News. Okay. Good for her. Yeah. Best of luck on Best of luck on the first few months of the honeymoon period, getting through that, and then, you know, start arguing with yourself about the dishwasher. Is that the part where we see the odd number and the number of people that get married each year? I don't know. I don't know. Gonna, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? I don't know. What do you want? Good luck. It's not always easy. Why do you never take out the trash? 6.56. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Me, my meteorologist, Malcolm Byron. It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, time to say hello to Matt Mitchell from the Capital Humane Society. Good morning, Matt. How are you doing today? Good, Albert. So Good. Uh, tell us about the pets up for adoption this week at the Humane Society. So first off, we have Rudy, and Rudy's about three years old. He's a border collie neutered male, black and white in color and weighs about 55 pounds. 
He was surrendered to us by his previous owner, but he is your uh, textbook border collie. He is extremely friendly, loves everybody that he meets, and he is definitely uh, loves to be on the go. So uh, his ideal home is one with lots of playtime, lots of walks, lots of runs, and uh, keeping him very active. All right. What else we got? And then we got Yogi. So Yogi's about three years old. He's a domestic short-haired neutered male. He's an orange tabby with some white on him as well, and he weighs about 15 pounds. He was surrendered to us, but he's a big lap cat uh, looking for his uh, new home, his new lap that he can claim and uh, make his. So you can adopt him. But right now, through Sunday, all cats five months and older, adoption fees are reduced by 50%. So folks uh, are looking for a new feline companion. Now's the time. All right. Check that out with the Capital Humane Society. Matt, thanks so much for the update. We'll check in with you again next, next week. All right. Have a good one. Yeah, Matt, Matt Charo. From the Capital Humane Society. All right, coming up next, Ticket Thursday, we're going to wait to see Brooks and Dunn in Omaha. We're playing a little lie detector, country music themed. It's going to be entertaining, I'll tell you that. 7 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Saver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. This is the lie detector game Caleb and I have had a lot of fun with over the years. This might have been our favorite one to create lies about. I know the towns were pretty good. The towns, Peronto, obviously was was good. We always like it when we do uh, like random names where we can just like go and say, uh, "No, that's a that's a dentist in Hastings." That's always fun. But uh, today, Caleb and I became country music song title creators. Yeah, take that, Froggy. So we are going to uh, give you the names of three songs. <laughs> the, the names of three songs. Two of them are real, really nominated for Song of the Year for country music. So these are like award-winning or almost award-winning songs, popular songs over the last, what well, they've been doing it for like, looks like 40, 50 years. Um, and then one of them is something that Caleb and I, Caleb or I just made up. It's a song that we just made up that sounds like it would be a country song though. And so we'll see how good you can pick out the real ones from the fake ones. If you get three of them in a row... You win the tickets to see Brooks and Dunn two weeks from tonight in Omaha. All right. Charlie gets first shot at this. Good morning, Charlie. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? All right. Good. Let's see if we can fool you on this one. Uh, this, this should be fun. All right. Your three choices for country songs 
Two are real, one is fake. We want the fake one. Your songs are Murder on Music Row, I Swear, or Backyard Tiki Bar. Murder on Music Row, I Swear, or Backyard Tiki Bar. Which one's the fake one? Backyard Tiki Bar. Man, it is, but that totally sounds like a Zach Brown Band song. I'm very disappointed that I didn't give out at the backyard tiki bar. We're not at the beach, but we got some rum. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, let's workshop that. I, just, I, did, I was just off the top of my head. I'm going to try and sing I'm every. Chat GPT right I'm going to sing. You should. You should have Chat GPT write all these songs. Uh, all right. I'm going to try and sing everyone. All right. Next one. Number two Tennessee Sunset, Girl Crush, or Better Man? Tennessee Sunset, Girl Crush, or Better Man? Which is the fake one? Tennessee Sunset. That's correct. Also, I, wow, this is getting too easy. All of yours are at the uh, the front of this. We That's our sat by the lake about 6 p.m. You look to the side, and there it am. It's the Tennessee Suns. Okay. Uh, there's number two. Have you listened to country music in the last 30 years? Apparently not enough. I thought these were going to be hard. I'm, now I'm afraid they're not going to be. All right. Last one, maybe for you. You can win it here. The uh, All right. Uh, here are your three. Springsteen, Bourbon Bayou, or the Blind Man in the Bleachers. Springsteen, Bourbon Bayou, or the man, Blind Man in the Bleachers. I uh, I'm going with Bourbon Bayou. Well, that's the game. That is. Uh, Sometimes I like to go down to a place I call the Bourbon Bayou. Charlie, hang that's on the where, line while he sings. I'm going to get your information. It's where we all gather, and if you don't be careful, it'll try you. Did you know there's a Bourbon oh. Bayou kitchen in Ashburn, Virginia? Really? And a Bourbon Bayou Bistro in Fairborn, Ohio. I can't believe, I honestly can't believe there doesn't isn't a song that exists called Bourbon Bayou. It's it's amazing to. I mean, I know I know Willie Nelson has Whiskey River. So when we're combining, you know, hard alcohol with a body of water, that kind of exists in some ways. But Bourbon Bayou seems maybe even better than Whiskey River, in my opinion. All right, Mark. Well, I guess uh, you want you you want to play the game now since we already gave our tickets because Caleb and I worked a lot on this. We're very proud of these. Uh, you so. did okay. I'll, right. I'll try one. Um, yeah. So he got all three of those right. That was. All right, here you go. Husbands and wives, go rest on that mountain or kiss in the dust. Husbands and wives, go rest on that mountain or kiss in the dust. Uh, Husbands and wives. That was a country song by Roger Miller. That was a country song by Roger Miller. The fake one, kiss in the dust. I got up on that bronc and I couldn't see nothing, but it wasn't time to start a fussing. For I knew it, I was in the sky, and shortly after that, I was kissing the dust. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't even know like what story you were going for. It's a rodeo. He's ro- it's about the rodeo, Caleb. Okay, it's about the hard. It's about the hard, rough and tumble world of the rodeo. I would have made it kissing about the early the- days of NASCAR. All right, try again. I don't dance, 80s ladies, or old ranch hand. I don't dance, 80s ladies, or old ranch hand. I don't dance. 
That's a Lee Bryce song. That's like a relatively currently popular one, isn't it, Caleb? Well, then it's Can not really country, then. Can you? <laughs> My pappy was an old ranch hand. So was his son, too. And the son before that. This is like a country rap one, kind of. And then it gets the banjo flicking after that. All right. Um, I'm also concerned you haven't heard country rap now, either. Uh, My date is a V8. You're the reason God made Oklahoma. That's, or, a, that's real. Or Lucille. It's the first one. My date is a V8. Dang it. <laughs> Caleb, you had your version. You, didn't you give me a version of this My one? My date is a V8. <laughs> right? Oh, I thought you were talking about the juice. <laughs> You could also do that one. <laughs> I ain't got no woman right now, but I got a car that knows just how to make me happy. So it's Saturday night, and I'm not at the honky tonk. I'm sitting in the garage listening to things bump. My date is a V8. Uh, <laughs> pontoon, lasso, and my love are down at the twist and shout. Pontoon, last one, my love, or da- down at the twist and shout. Uh, well, this, down at the twist and shout is a song. Yeah, I know all of these are. This one I would have actually known. What was the pontoon? Pontoon. No, that's a real one. That's uh, that's Lake Country. That's from uh, Little Big Town. So, so that's a uh, hillbilly uh, yacht rock. Yeah, it's kind of. It's something. Yeah, like like last one, my love. <laughs> the slow steel guitar. Sometimes they say the best things come from above. Well, right down on earth, I'm here lassoing your love. Got it? Um, You and tequila, I may hate myself in the morning or honky-tonk church. You and tequila, I may hate myself in the morning or honky-tonk. You and tequila. No, that's Kenny Chesney. He just sang that song Lincoln at PBA a couple of nights ago. Uh, the fake one is Honky Tonk Church. We sit in the pews with an ice cold beer. When we come, we know why we're here. We're at the Honky Tonk Church. It's the Honky Tonk Church. Country music and praising God. It's the way that I always nod. It's a country Honky Tonk Church. It's the way I always nod. <laughs> Listen, I was looking for a rhyme. Jeez. Uh, I didn't know she'd go. 18 Wheels and a Dozen Roses, or God Bless the USA. First one. I didn't know she'd go. Yeah. I don't know if I even have a good song for that one. That one was kind of weak. Country Bumpkin, Skip a Rope, You Ain't From Around Here. You Ain't From Around Here. (laughs) I love that one. Saturday night. Skip a rope. (laughs) Skip a rope. Saturday night, the sun was down. Walking the streets of my old town. When I was a country DJ, a dark shadow came around the corner. My favorite Braves player was named Bob Horner. (laughs) I took a look at that man and I said, "Where are you from?" He didn't say nothing; just looked at his gun, and I said, "You ain't from around here, ice cold beer." You ain't from... You hit a little Jack Black there for a second. Uh, Okay, a few more. We're doing this till the end of the segment. You can play at home. Hopefully you're doing well. This is what happens when you get a winner right away. I'm going to hire a wino to decorate our house. That's that's real. Yeah. Okay, crap. If you knew that's real, I'm screwed. Uh, Fishing for freedom. (laughs) 
Hold it together, man. Hold it together. Fishing for freedom or Amanda. <laughs> Fishing for freedom. You're back into the area that I know. <laughs> Fishing for freedom. I love want to hear that song. I want to hear that song so bad. Oh, my gosh. Around here, we take our traditions very seriously. We love to get out with a with a rod and reel and let you guys know we got a pond out back. But what we will do is we will never forget we're fishing for freedom. Wave that flag and bait that hook. <laughs> we, we got this country, but you don't know how long it took. We'll get on the boat and we have our hands on our heart. We're fishing for freedom. Then playing Mario Kart. I don't know. <laughs> Rhymes are hard. Fishing uh, for Freedom is actually a nonprofit association. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yep. Didn't know. My woman, my woman, my wife, my wife. Would <laughs> be different. I think that's a Marty. My woman, my woman, my wife. I think that's a Marty Robbins song. Yeah, that, okay, that's a real song. Honey. That's a real song too. Or or, <laughs> or, or belt belt buckles and sweet chuckles. <laughs> Why don't you guys humor yourselves? <laughs> I'm so proud of these. I'm so I want to hear. I might like country music with if I could do these. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. Don't okay, do I had it. an I had an idea. Okay. Uh, no, don't do that. This is a hard one. This is a hard one. Caleb did this one, and I think he did a good job. It turns me inside out. Laredo or satin sheets? Well, satin sheets is a Jeannie Seely song. Okay. Um, the Laredo. What's the other one? It turns me inside out. It turns me inside out. That, no, that one's real. It's Laredo. But Laredo. I'm, I'm sure there's like 50 country songs named Laredo. Probably. Though, so that's a little, that's a hard. But they a, haven't been nominated for country uh, song of the year. Sarah Jean's story. <clears throat> Sarah Jean's story. The happiest girl in the whole USA. That's Donna Fargo. And the year Clayton Delaney died. That was Tom T. Hall. Okay. So Sarah Jean's story. Caleb, do you have care to share us about Sarah Jean's story? I would not. This was This was yours. All right, real quick, I got like three more. Stars and tripes, stripes and trucks. <laughs> I'm not Lisa. When you're hot, you're hot. Oh, the first one. Stars and stripes and trucks. That might have been a giveaway. Uh, let's see. It's such a pretty world today. Hi on you. Or darling, you know I wouldn't lie. It's I know a- the first one's a song. Uh, Hi on you. Or darling, you uh, know I wouldn't lie. Darling, I know you yeah, wouldn't lie. That's an old Wayne Kemp song, evidently. High on you. Uh, all right. Uh, put hey, the, I did good on a couple. Yeah, yours are not. Yours are too easy. Or yours are too. Uh, yeah, too easy. Uh, put the tailgate down, blue, or look at us. Put the tailgate down, blue, or look at us. Look at us. No, Caleb. Put the tailgate put down. Put the tailgate down. Man, my last three have all been been bangers. Load here. up that truck, that dog's with us too. We're about to go to the parking lot and have a brew or two. Put that tailgate down. We're gonna rock this town. Put that tailgate down. All right, uh, last one. A spring break from you. Do ya? Or life turned her that way. A spring. Br- the first one. God, it's such a good one. A spring break from you. How is Kenny Chesney not writing that song? Some people say that we're through. 
Well, I just need a spring break from you. Sun and beaches, beer and sand. When I get back, I'll be a new man. I need a spring break. For- All right. 725. Life turned her that way. It was actually first done by little Jimmy Dickens. I'm going to need you to, just for, I, for my health. I'm going to get a new job like, after this. I am really proud of my. During the break, go listen to Froggy for the next 10 minutes. Please. I, we should go give this test to them. Ooh. <laughs> now that. Yeah, the country music experts. That'd be good. All right, 725. It's LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Got an opinion on the latest Huskers game? Fire off with a voice message in the free KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. All right, let's get it started by counting it down. And the first number when we count things down is number five. Last-minute tweaks to a potential compromise amendment implementing voter ID in Nebraska ran up against a deadline for scheduling floor debate that forced members of the legislature's government and military affairs committee to take sides. On Wednesday, they decided to back a month-long push by State Senator Tom Brewer, the committee chairman, to keep things simple, they chose his proposal 6-0 over State Senator Julie Slama's more conservative vision for voter ID as she described it. Mark, is there a chance that, because as I understand it, Slama's bill and his amendment that's on it, is there a chance that she could like pull this bill and then they would have to decide, and then you don't get it to this legislative session, and then I don't know what. Can you put it off here? You go, Do you talk about a special session? Do you think that's potentially in the cards here? Well, yeah, I think just about anything's in the, in the cards. The Journal Star does report that she filed a motion yesterday to, to withdraw, and it's LB uh, 535. She uh, filed that shortly after the committee made their vote. So, yeah, it, if, if that gets uh, withdrawn and... I know she had quite a bit of support. Um, we'll see where it goes. And then, because then you wouldn't have the main bill, right? You wouldn't have anything to vote. You wouldn't on. have the main bill out there. So, um, I suppose he could try to attach it to another amendment, but they're running out of time. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you did you did something already like that once, but there's only so many bills out there that you can even do that with, right? Right. In addition to the questions of germaneness and and those sorts of things as well, right? Um, but an, another interesting part of that is she got she kind of got after the Secretary of State on this, and he put out uh, a pretty quick response to her. Um, she said the bill was unconstitutional. Um, she just you know she had some real strong critiques, and then the Secretary of State put out a statement 
shortly after that, basically saying, hey, look, we we did what we did because we thought there were legal troubles with some of the things that you had that were you know that you're now suggesting so we wrote it in a way that we thought was going to be enforceable that wouldn't be violative of the federal constitution and and specifically i thought this was interesting the secretary of state said too some of the some of the measures that she had been suggesting they thought would make it more difficult for people in rural areas to vote which i thought was interesting yeah it's um it, it's it's a really complicated uh, kind of set of of n- uh, nuances, if you will, that it it got to the uh, Government Affairs Committee, and Senator uh, Brewer, uh, the chair of that, and he had, I think he had some concerns right from the very beginning, and so he kind of led this process, and they kicked it out yesterday. Uh, his version, yeah. So you know he he got the it was I believe it was Senator Brewer that asked for. Secretary of State to weigh in on it. Right, to basically say, okay, how would you draft this yep. bill, yeah, essentially? Since, since they are the ones that have to implement uh, these these rules. So, uh, there, there's going to be some there's going to be some kickback on this one. Yeah, so uh, I kind of thought, it, you had the sense, I don't know, Mark, I had a little bit of a sense just in reading the, the pieces about this in the last few weeks that they were kind of getting toward a a, a compromise and agreement on these things that were just a few things to iron out. Apparently, I was wrong on that because this is, I mean, she's out there calling the thing an abomination yeah. and unconstitutional. And unconstitutional, and what she means by that, I think what, it, if I understand what her point is, she's saying, well, this, this is a bill that does not effectuate what the ballot initiative said and is therefore unconstitutional right. because of that. She said, is uh, what, I, she's, is I believe, what she's arguing. I believe what they're, what they're saying is you can write on. On the ballot, your ID number, yes, rather than show it. That's part of it. She's also been critical of it because it sticks to voter ID and it doesn't add additional citizenship verifications, essentially, um, at the vote time. So that's that's another thing. And there's been there's been continued discussions among the things like could you use an expired driver's license, for instance? Could you use a non like a college id card or something like or that a, that's a, got a picture on it a, a nursing home id something right like that. something that isn't necessarily a state um a state affiliated or state issued id as well and and it sounded like they were making headway on those parts of it but yesterday did not the the rhetoric did not sound like headway no. on this whole thing it sounds like they uh may have uh <laughs> kicked out the rails yeah all right number four uh, Lincoln Airport and Redway Air uh, thrilled to announce uh, not only the extension of flight schedules that they announced those flights start uh, here in a couple of weeks. Uh, they've extended them to November 29th, but then have gone ahead and added a few more flights. Uh, and one of them uh, for the Go- uh, Husker game in Minneapolis against the Gophers. Uh, so they've added a flight on August 30th. And then for fall break, uh, added flights to Vegas and Orlando. This this seems like it... it- says uh, is a is a positive foreshadowing at least of what the original returns on this and the usage of this has been and the purchases that they've got of tickets so far that they're saying okay if we add these two right we have, we we filled some of the other ones up there's special demand for these the other good thing about this is just the fact that I don't this isn't necessarily something that you're going to see you haven't seen in the past necessarily where you're saying, okay, we're looking at the very local school schedule and we're seeing 
this is when fall break falls. This mm-hmm. is when we think families are going to want to go. So we are adding places that we think they, people will want to go. It's actually really attuning the schedule to the possible demand that's out there. And I think if you're able to do that consistently, I think that only makes this whole opportunity even a better one um, for for Lincoln, for the airline, mutually beneficial for other one. If you're just be able to have some flexibility that's actually attuned to people's schedules. And so yep. far, it looks like that's what they're they're going to try and do here. And these special flights for football games have worked uh, for United in the past. They've done this a couple that's of true. They two, have three years. That. So they, they do have... It does show that the community supports this type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the other thing is that they're extending some of the seasonal flights they're doing further into November as well. Again, I think that bodes well uh, about the numbers of people that they're get doing this here. Uh, Over 5,000 tickets sold already. 5,000 tickets sold. Does that sound, Mark, does that sound good? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Well, I don't I'd, quite know how to read that. but Well, it uh, yeah, I would say it sounds pretty good. I mean, you get about... You know, if, if my guess is, is that that's overall, by the way, with yes. all the, yeah. yeah, that's overall. A full plane is 150, I believe. Okay, yeah, depending on which uh, plane they actually put, but it's around 150. Um, but that is, yeah, that's pretty good for a fact that they're not even here yet. So that's you know, 40, 50 planes according to that number, but full, full planes, and I'm sure it's spread out. That's not actually how it is. Yeah, but, but yeah, I hope. I'm really interested to hear people's experiences with this once they get it. When do the first flights actually start? June 8th is the first flight. Oh, okay, so we're a few weeks away from yep, this Yes, and, and actually, I will be on one of those LNK Airport and Redway. They're sending me and my family down to Orlando. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, I'll be interested to hear hear how it goes and from the other people who are going on it, too, if this is something that we can keep. I think it's a big deal to be able to have. And this is just a quality of life thing. I mean, it's a lot of things, but... It's a quality of life thing and just a desire to travel, which in, in some real-life situations with scheduling, with price, with families, it just is completely prohibitive for all mm-hmm. kinds of reasons. Planning, and I'm hoping that this opens up a bunch of opportunity that wasn't there for people to travel here that, um, that they just haven't been able to do in the past. So good news there. Number three. Montana's become the first state in the U.S. to ban TikTok. The governor signed the bill yesterday. Does not punish TikTok users, but it does punish app stores, TikTok itself. They could get a $10,000 per day fine for allowing the app to be downloaded or accessed. So, like, so if I understand this, so the Apple App Store, according to this, has to come put on some sort of geo-fencing or something on Montana. To make sure that app just doesn't come up in in Montana, is that how it works? Well, the way it, not only that not come up, but uh, can't be accessed. So, right, it's not just Apple; it's going to be every electronic device. They're going to have to geofence it so that it doesn't work. And then TikTok itself, because it's not only be downloaded, but yeah, accessing it at all. And so, this is going to require essentially these these places to geofence their own product because it's illegal there. How are they going to handle gonna VPNs? Get, or they're going to get fined. I don't know. Do people get VPNs on their cell phones? To use oh, yeah. yeah. All oh, the time. Yeah. Oh, people are going to use it. I mean, yeah. I mean, let's be let's be totally honest. This sounds like a nightmare to actually enforce, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and to actually get TikTok to go along with this and say, oh, okay, well, we're going to make sure we're going to put into our code that if you're in the state of Montana, the app physically won't work. Um, 
I don't know. It I'm sure. Like, I'm, I'm it sure feels it's like possible. it's going to be hard to actually make happen. Maybe I'm, it is. Yeah, I'm sure it's possible. Maybe it is. Is it going to stand up legally though? That's an, that's another question. Of course, these companies are going to say, "Wait, you can't." You know, from I don't know what their case is going to be exactly, what their theory of the case is going to be, but I'm guaranteeing they're going to say, "Hey, you what? You can't. You can't put a fine on this, requiring us to do." this thing here and we'll see what happens with this um, but TikTok I'm sure is taking them to court and I'm sure there are some content creators as as low population as Montana is I'm sure there are content creators that are making money on TikTok in oh, Montana yeah probably yeah that's uh, that's got to be hugely impactful come to Nebraska it's not far away we don't have the Dutton Ranch but we have other ranches here okay yeah Still legal, and uh, I think you'd enjoy it. I think you'd enjoy it. Uh, as long as it stays legal here. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's that part and of it, too. It'd be interesting to see if this starts a trend among other states. Yeah, I don't know. I think people are going to wait and see how it goes a little bit and you with could, this whole thing. You can still again, have a federal ban. Again, what, part of it is this, you know, uh, apps kind of have, sometimes have a bit of a, a shelf life, like, does this get solved when a competitor comes along and does what they're doing a little bit better and a little bit different? I mean, Instagram's trying to do what they do with Reels. Yeah. It's just, it's nowhere near the same. Is it just because there aren't as many users on it? What's the what's the difference? Just the user interface with it. It's, it does, it's, it's, not it's the, easier through TikTok. Okay. And so, also, I think so a it's lot just of, a better product. It's a better product. I think a lot of people, it's an image issue as well with Instagram. I'm still looking at that mostly as pictures. I'm not going on there for the video cr- content in the same way that I am for TikTok. I feel like more people are though now than used to. Like oh, I, there are. I didn't even know I didn't even know you could scroll it that way. Yeah, there and are, I, but it's definitely not anywhere close to the same level as what TikTok has built. The one thing Instagram has going for it is that it will automatically share or suggest those reels from uh, from Instagram onto Facebook because they're both owned by Meta. Oh yeah. That's another, yeah, that's another story altogether. But all right, moving on. Number two, Huskers headed to Purdue as they wrap up their uh, regular season. Three games on the road today and uh, through Saturday. Caleb, Nebraska's got their spot clinched Ooh. in the Big Ten tournament. How yep. important? How important would a, a particularly successful weekend look like? And I guess what does that look like exactly? Uh. To me, a successful weekend is kind of, it's hard to gauge through the first two days. The most successful weekend you can have is whatever puts you on the opposite side of Maryland, <laughs> in, in my opinion. On the other side of the bracket. Yeah, yeah, the other side of the bracket for next week. Even if that means you go one and two and you end up sixth in the league, you're on the opposite side of Maryland. Your your road is a little bit easier. It's a tougher first <laughs> round game going against whoever the three seed is, but I also have no issue with it if you go win all three and you end up as a three or a four seed. Because you're carrying a ton of momentum into next week. Oh, yeah, three would be great because you'd be on the other side of the one seed. Other side of the bracket is the one seed. Depending on how other results turn out, because, well, because you could you could win all three and still end up fourth. Right, yes, yeah, but I'm just saying hypothetically, if you get to that third place, yeah, the third if, place spot is the best place to be. Absolutely, in my opinion. Yeah, right 100%. now, hundred percent. Because three match, three and two are on what? So you want to stay out of that. I don't know. I don't know how important it is to avoid Maryland. And I guess it could be Indiana there at number one, too. Right. It, it's possible as well. But whatever, the best scenario you can get for 
being in an advantageous matchup in that first game, I think is the most important for this thing. And then beyond that, if you go if you do go three and zero and you sweep this weekend, the team's hotter than it's ever been. Then yes, just with wins and losses. Yes, you would have just swept back to back conference weekends. Right. You, still you would have the, yeah the win against Creighton prior to that too. So yeah, so. you would be at seven in a row going into the league tournament. Six in the league. Like, to me, that in itself would be. Absolutely. I think, I think pretty significant for the confidence of this team that has been plagued by wild inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Wild inconsistency. Sort of get some of that inconsistency out of their system, I think, would bode well, too. So just give me the 3-0. and Let the chips fall where they may. That would be great. But yeah. it's nice not to have the pressure uh, like Purdue has in this. Yeah, Purdue is playing per- for their life this week. Purdue has to win, and so they're going to be a motivated team. It's not going to – like Penn State, you could kind of feel at the end of that series – Last week was they didn't have a lot of fire. It felt like, yeah. Um, but I think that'll be a different situation. I haven't it. looked at what the weather looks like, and yeah, a little bit of some of this is tongue in cheek. But if you get to Saturday, because Purdue is playing for their life, there's the potential of Purdue trying to call off a Saturday game Sat- in order to sneak in. Saturday's looking good. Saturday's good. looking looks not that warm, but precipitation ten percent. Friday precipitation seventy percent in West Lafayette. Ooh. So, but that they'd probably build that in. And I also heard Nebraska's not leaving until Sunday, unlike what happened last year when Maryland was at yeah. Purdue and they had to leave right away. That's why they never got that game in. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, quote unquote. But right. yeah, but that sh- shouldn't. They're gonna. <laughs> they're going to get them all in. This won't impact whether or not Nebraska makes the field. No. Uh, Purdue is playing. They are right on that line it's at just, the moment. It just should be a new verse in the Alanis Morissette. <laughs> could, could they do a, a doubleheader Saturday? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I assume that's what, they, that's what they would do in that scenario. Number one. Well, I tried to get uh, some AI versions of your made-up country songs, and I can't get logged Ca- in. <laughs> Caleb, Caleb has done it. Caleb, do you care? The, all of the country titles that Caleb and I came up with are already hits. We now have full lyrics to several of them at this point. Is there any that uh, favorite well, that you I, want to I've share? also got the um, the for one of them here for put the tailgate down. We had them write it write AI uh, write it in the style of Luke Bryan. And it also gave us guitar chords, by the way. You want, the, you want that capo on <laughs> oh the second gosh, fret? This is incredible. All right. We have just a little bit of ingenuity from us, and then AI, and we've got a hit country song on our hands. Uh, can you get, just give me some of the lyrics? Friday's here. The workday's done. Grab your buddies. It's time for some fun. Load up the cooler. Grab the keys. Head out to the country with a good time's breeze. Rolling down the back roads. Dirt kicking up. Got the radio blasting. Raising our cups. The sun's going down. The stars come alive. We're going to make memories that'll never die. Put the tailgate down. Let the good times roll. Raise your red solo cup and drink to the soul. Got the country tunes playing, filling up the air, dancing on the truck bed without a care. (laughs) It's a hit. It is a bona fide hit. It's amazing. We we did it for that one. We did it for uh, spring break from you. And we also did it to uh, fishing for freedom. I thought you did uh, belt buckles and chuckles or whatever. Oh it yeah, was. we we also did belt buckles and sweet chuckles. Belt buckles and sweet chuckles. The uh, chorus on that says belt buckles and sweet chuckles. That's our scene where the whiskey's strong and the air is clean. We two step and line dance, lost in the groove. Belt buckles and sweet chuckles. Our hearts improve. Oh wow! I'm gonna be a co-songwriter <laughs> with 
ChatGPT. I'm going to win a country music award next year. <laughs> the smell of barbecue and cold beer. <laughs> That's a line. That's a real line. That does it cold wrote. beer smell? I guess it kind of does. Well, the, yeah, depends or, on or how you're reading it. Maybe it was always qualified. Yeah, yeah. It's just the smell of barbecue, comma. And cold okay. beer. No. Yeah. Seven, <laughs> seven fifty-five. I'm going to keep making these up. Uh, guys, I'm going to win a country music award. I'm really excited. All right. Uh, that was brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN. When you- You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. Caleb and I are determined to be on country radio with our songs by the end of the day. It's going to happen. Today. Thank you, AI. Hey, this isn't dystopian. This is country music. It's 8 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, Caleb and I have to take a break from uh, having AI write country songs that we titled and planning to release them to our just bring them across the hall if anyone wants to make these songs for us let us know yeah we 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 found a way to get all the lyrics we just haven't found a way for the computer to just play it and sing it yet but i'm sure there's a way to do that we just got to find the right yeah the right ai (laughs) client uh but now it's time to talk about what's going on in the city of lincoln business wise retail restaurants businesses moving Closing, opening, whatever the news might be, or what that new building that might be going up in your house is. Robin Eshelman, good morning. How are you doing, Robin? Hi there. And Dave Albers, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. All right, guys, it sounds like we got dog training news to start this thing out. Dog training facilities, and uh, I think my dog could visit them all, so that might be good (laughs) to know that we've got more supply available for him, because he demands a lot of training. Robin, what do we have have first here? Sounds like this is in East Lincoln. Well, this is for everyone who got a pandemic puppy. Um, Lisa Lewis sent us a picture on Facebook of Zoom Room, which is a new dog training facility opening next week, and this is near 77th and Pioneers Boulevard at 4400 Lucille Drive. So this would be the Momo's Pizza Zone of Commerce. Gotcha. Um, not not terribly far from Momo's Pizza. So yeah, and it is um as I can personally attest never too late to take a dog to dog training and benefit from it. 
That's good to know. Yes. That's, that, that's, that's good to know. Despite what so. they say about old dogs and tricks, uh, no, uh, uh, dog training always helps. I am on their uh, website now. So it looks like it's a franchise. So this is a franchisee here um, that's open up, and uh, they're advertising their grand opening that comes up on May 27th. There you go. Get going there. So a little bit of a uh, little bit over a week before they're going to get started, and then you. Uh, you might be able to get in for some of these classes that they've got going on. All right. Uh, more dog training news, right? After this, what else do we have? We do. Uh, Lou Spalding asked on Facebook, I see the rent sign is down from the old Godfather's Pizza. She's talking about the one on uh, 48th and Highway 2. Aww. Question, what's the future plans for that space? Meraki dog training is coming to the former Godfather's space so uh, apparently, a lot of people need their dogs trained. I was, I, Robin. I wonder you you mentioned that. I wonder that how much that has to do with people getting <laughs> dogs during the pandemic. I've heard people who do rescue talk about the fact that those puppies spent a couple years not being around other humans as much, uh-huh. and that you know now that we're all out and about and normal, they sort of missed a stage of of normal development. <laughs> so it could be they needed even worse than if. Um, uh, yeah. I, all I need is one very specific skill taught to my dog, and that is how to no longer desire to chew remote controls. Oh, that is that, had, sounds like, that sounds like a real one. We uh, had yeah. we had one like that one time that chewed absolutely everything, and unfortunately, the only answer was to provide an endless supply of bones and also to kennel her when we were gone. <laughs> Um, it was sort of this combination of anxiety and not our solution with a chewing. Our solution has been giving toys, but then also trying to have places for everything that he can't reach. But right. you always slip up like once a, in a two-year-old. While. Oh, you sleep, if you slip up, it's like boom. Uh, that's, and they go for that shoe or whatever it is. We yes. do not have a Roku remote anymore that has a battery cover on it. <laughs> <laughs> that really, or doesn't have teeth marks all over the yeah. thing. He, I don't know what it is. Like other plastic things won't go for, but remote controls just loves. We have one so. that chews plastic. I don't understand what is wrong with I her. I'm going to go on Shark Tank or something and have a dog-proof remote control cover made for yeah, every single. Yeah, with wire, yeah, wire cage. Yes, yes, something like that. Maybe you just slather it with uh, Tabasco sauce. <laughs> Well, that could provide other problems. I'm afraid. Yeah, here will, I am switching reach, the channel. Will, all of a sudden, I reach out and I itch my eye, and then all of a sudden, oh. we got a new problem here. All right. Uh, speaking of dog businesses, we still have more of them. Uh, Telegraph District. What do we got here? The dog bar, and as they call it, paw tea room, uh, spelled with it. a P A W. No, I get it. Um, the one going into the Telegraph District. Off Leash is going to be the name of it at 19th and M. They hope to be open on the 29th of this month. Um, and this, by the way, is owned by the same folks who brought you Gate 25 in the rail yard. So this is an experienced operator on the you know food and drink side. Um, a little bit about how this is going to technically work. When you check in with you and your dog, you'll sign an authorization that they can contact your vet for rabies uh, records. And every customer that comes in has to sign a waiver of liability form. Um, they also sell memberships. So if you want to come multiple times a month, you can like get a little discount. Okay. 
And then there's another dog bar opening up eventually as well. Well, eventually. Uh, this is the dog bar on about 48th and Van Dorn, Urban Hound Dog uh, Park and Bar. It looks like it's really close to opening. Everything's up. They've got their signs up and everything. It has not announced its opening date, uh, to the best of our knowledge. But, uh, boy, it looks like it's uh, just about ready to, to go. Uh, they will require you, require you, excuse me, to bring vaccination records. You can see that they, they're all concerned about, uh, vaccinations and liability issues yeah but uh, three vaccines i'm on their website right now three vaccines required for dog entry uh dogs 12 months and up must be neuters or spayed dogs must be social and then you can get memberships same thing yeah day passes monthly passes <laughs> yearly passes kind of like the doggy uh, daycare concept gonna, it sounds yeah. like a spa i can't figure out what this experience would be like I, I I mean I think they've worked in other places and maybe it'll be, but I just can't quite get my head around. Just what picture this is a dog. First of all, it sounds chaotic. Number one, it's a dog park where the owners are sitting rather than standing, and they're holding a. Drink. I mean, it doesn't sound the worst, Caleb. Yes, I mean, do you have any interest in this? Yes, okay. we will absolutely visit. Okay. All right. Until we get kicked out because of our dog's behavior. <laughs> or or our own after a couple of bucks. I just know what the <laughs> I just know what the real dog park. I know what the the outdoor big dog parks. We go to the one by Holmes Lake and you know everybody's got kind of a different expectation of what socialization between the dogs is acceptable and you never know what page someone else is on. Does that happen at these places as well? Because my dog's never going to leave your dog alone. I mean, just never. he never is and not going to hurt it or fight it or anything, but he's just he's going to try and get it to chase him and he's going to try and play the entire time. And uh, just, I'm just curious how that'll all end up going. But I'm just wondering potentially what, very fun. I'm wondering what the odds are if Caleb gets kicked out of this or his dog gets kicked out of it first. <laughs> <laughs> don't know this eh, probably my dog but she, the, she'll bully someone in there she's not supposed to the one that you're talking about though on 48th and van dorm 4500 square foot fenced in outdoor turf that they've got there yeah so they have these places have one or two fenced areas depending on the level of activity i mean really really you almost think of it like one of these doggy daycare things which we have one puppy that we have had to utilize those because he is so energetic and during mm -hmm. the cold weather when we could not get him outside he would drive us crazy you know the zoomies around the house just for hours on end yeah so we'd take him to these places and it's really it sounds very similar you know the check-in process mm -hmm. and the alternatives that are available for the dog to run around i mean there's okay. an indoor place just a block away over here yeah yeah um all right, let's uh, let's talk about restaurant news. Downtown Lincoln, we had some ice cream leave downtown Lincoln, and some ice cream coming into downtown Lincoln. It sounds like scoops and top topper popper are coming next door to Lead Belly on Eighth Street. Um, that at one time was four hundred two creamery which is moving to the telegraph so they've got the district. ice cream infrastructure there they essentially 
<laughs> or, uh, I'm not sure how much you're yeah. with it, but but it worked once for an ice cream shop. Basically. Yeah, saved the, saved the next uh, operator a lot of money on remodeling. Um, Topper Popper, by the way, has a location in Bethany up on North Cotton. Well, that's so been there that's forever. A, that's I a mean, whole different a long part of time. That's a long. That's a, an old. You know. That's yeah, the old kind of uh, ice cream popcorn drive up type places. So that you see in every small town too. But we had one. We had one there. So there, that's an interesting combination, a new business combining with them and Scoops. And credit to Scoops, like they opened up that original one at 70th and Van Dorn, and then the pandemic hit right after, very shortly after they opened it up. And I was like, I don't know how they're going to get through pandemic, winter, winter seasons, didn't have necessarily like a great like drive up outside seating situation as well. But they've since opened up, right, I think, at Meadow Lane, and now they've got this one, too, that they're going to go downtown. So well, but they've the, done a great job with the business. But, you know, the ice cream actually worked during the pandemic because all of those ice cream places were very small, so that meant the line went out the door. Yeah. So you were standing outside That's most true. of the time waiting. I've, I've done that. I've done that at that scoops on 70th and Van Doren too. So yeah. yeah. And I think we have a micro. I feel safe in saying that we have a micro trend. Ice cream micro trend. Yes, I feel safe in. Well, uh, look at that. Ten make, years ago, it was the Froyo was micro Froyo. trend, but now we're back. We're back. To we are the back to the full fat right? cream. There we go. Uh, All right, more restaurant news. 29th and Yankee Hill. What do we have here? Yeah, this is at uh, Wilderness Hills Shopping Center. John Hansling, I'm I'm guessing is how you pronounce his name, tweeted a picture to us of the Mercado's new storefront in front of Marshall's. This is the same Mercado that it's on North 84th Street uh, underneath the Casa Bavina restaurant. By the way, just for so people know this they are a retail store and a butcher shop that's what's going the mercado, in, the mercado is. Yeah. is yes so i just want people to know that that's 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 what they it are. might be comparable they i don't know if they like this or not. it might be comparable to like the fairway meat market that exists that's, now that's sort very of very similar butchers, yeah so, you yeah. can go in and buy the meat but you can also pick up some pasta or some right. seasonings or some olive so oil so they're opening a second retail location for the mercado is Correct. is there any plans for casa bovina ever to kind of expand i mean it's been really popular i know yeah well they hope to go downtown okay yeah. i'm not surprised in by the that. lead in, in the that lead, lead in the lead building okay that'll become the yeah that will become that'll be a busy place that's there. a step up from applebee's yeah <laughs> yeah right well it still just haven't had i'm sure the lead center i think has been always wanting to have something really close there where people could eat well, and, and come nice. right over since, i mean i'm really nice. nice yeah yeah so, so that you can i had my first date in an applebee's watch out come on <laughs> uh my first date with my now wife so it worked uh, all right, there we go. Anything else? What else we got, Dave? Hey, I'm going to bring up, I saw a building permit for uh, insomnia cookies going in at 16th and Q Street, $400,000 building permit. They're a franchise. They've got uh, like 200 locations around the country. Insomniac cookies, huh? Right. Are they, up, are they open so, in the middle and, of the And night guess or what they call the employees? Insomniacs. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay, you said what? Sixteenth oh, and Q. Yes. Is that what you said? Is that where Lamar's used to be? Well, I'm guessing it would be in that in that center. 
yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah. So I'm just looking at their national website. As you said, it's a <clears throat> it's a chain, but they're advertising. They call it advertising. They say have cookie delivery until 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Uh, a cookie so at is one the, in the morning. Is this, are they going for the college crowd, the uh, after bar <laughs> crowd who needs cookies delivered? Because I can imagine a scenario where that would sound really good, I suppose. I also feel pretty safe declaring cookies to be a micro That's what made me think of it. I wanted to make sure we put this on here because I, we had crumble. What is this, a third Ten years one, ago, it was one? frozen yogurt and cupcakes. Yeah. Right. Now, now it's, it's, now it's now cookies it's and ice cream. ice cream and cookies. cookies. It's interesting. And vaping. It's interesting that they're in two different stores, that they don't co-locate together. Cookies and ice cream together? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, that is that that is kind of... I mean, they're putting popcorn with the one right. on downtown. Why not cookies? Uh, all right. Well, that's interesting. Um, yeah, it was based in New York and Philadelphia. Started in 2003. Insomnia cookies. So Insomnia. Yeah. All Just right. what I want in the middle of the night. And by the way, it, it does not make you fall asleep, nor does it uh, keep you up. Okay. All right. They, Probably depends what you pair it with, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What do we have? We have a partial show this weekend because of baseball. What do we have going on we here do. this weekend? Yep. Yeah. We have a half show. Uh, we'll be having a round table with Grow Lincoln, our friends at Friendly Fire and One Shot One Life. Um, oh, so cool. Kind of a, it's like a crossover episode. We are, yeah. We'll talk about how coworkers and employees can do a better job of being tuned in to and try to better meet the needs of employees going through personal struggles. It's like when the King of Queens guy showed up on Everyone Loves Raymond. That's great. <laughs> Very exciting. All right. All right. Thank you, Robin, Dave. I appreciate it. If you have questions for them, shout them out on social media, Facebook or Twitter. Just look up Grow Lincoln. We'll talk to you next Thursday. All right. It's 825. You got sports coming up next. LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Find someone who makes you as happy as this guy does when he says, Touchdown, Nebraska! It's time to go one-on-one with the voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp. Brought to you by Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing. All right, welcome back. LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. 63 degrees in the capital city. And time to go out on the uh, road by phone with the Nebraska baseball team. And uh, the voice of the Huskers, who is in 
West Lafayette right now, or around West Lafayette, getting ready for the final series of the Big Ten season with Nebraska and Purdue. It's Greg Sharp. Good morning, Greg. How are you doing this morning? Morning, Jack. I think I'm actually technically in Lafayette. I don't think I'm in wet, the west okay. side. Okay, so just go west right. from where you are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> I'm so like confusing. Google Maps. <laughs> it's like Lansing or East Lansing for Michigan State, and here there's a – it's crazy, yeah. <laughs> but we're here. I've, I've, I've probably asked you this. I've talked a lot about stadiums, but like, what about towns themselves? What are the you what What are the towns you've been most like you you look forward to going to the most? And I'm ter- I'm talking about like you know just sort of yeah. ease of transportation, places to eat, kind of nice area. If you want to go out for a walk, there are good places to go. Uh, where are your favorite ones to go to in the Big Ten? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, you know. I really like Minneapolis. There's just so much to do, and we stay kind of right downtown, so there's plenty of places to walk to there. Um, this one's okay. This was, you know, the ballpark's really nice here. This is one of the better ballparks in the Big Ten Conference, so this one's okay. I love Columbus, Ohio. That's a great place to go. Ann Arbor's kind of a quaint little town. It reminds me a lot of Lawrence. I know a lot of your audience has probably been to Lawrence. Yes. So Ann Arbor's a lot like I that. Lo- Lawrence was one of my, maybe my favorite Big 12 trip, yeah. honestly. So Ann Arbor's like that. Um, Iowa City's got a fun little downtown area. The the ballpark's one of the bottom ones in the league, though. And um, Illinois is not great. That's probably one of the bottom ones for me. Yeah, Uh, it's it's always interesting because I just haven't done. You know, it was it was so different in the Big Twelve because I would drive down to Manhattan, I would drive to Lawrence, I would drive to Ames. I made those trips multiple times, and and a couple other ones too. And I've done Minneapolis for football. Um, and I haven't even done like Northwestern or, or Iowa or anything like that. I just haven't had a chance to do as many of those. I'm hoping someday I do, but I want to figure out the good ones to do, to be honest, uh, as we, as we get further in the big Ten, maybe I'll just save for, for LA, uh, and I'll go, <laughs> yeah. I'll go watch some baseball or basketball or football in LA here, which we should, uh, we should be, you don't have long to wait either. I know we're talking 14, 15 months away for that. It's crazy. I know. It's crazy to even to even think about that. Let's uh let's get into the series a little bit. So Nebraska uh coming off four wins in a row here. That you know, they're in an interesting spot in terms of what this weekend could do for them for outcome because almost I, I think I read one through seven is in play mathematically in the in the Big Ten tournament. And you know, there might be there might be people. Some somebody says, "Okay, well, you look, they're in. They're in no matter what. With without this whole thing, how important is it to get a favorable seed, which is really what you're playing for this weekend in the tournament?" Well, I don't know that the seeding matters as much as just maybe feeling good about the way you're playing. And so, th- there was some really good things to like out of the Penn State series. It just they they were making good, sound baseball plays, and you walked away from there. Yeah, you love the fact you swept, but. You're just like, that, that That was a really well-played weekend. And Nebraska won a couple of games where they didn't just bash the ball out of the ballpark. They had to make some plays and make some pitches late in games to win. And so you really like that. So you hope that keeps going here. Will Bolt said with us, Jack, Monday night on his last radio show of the year, he says, you know, while we want to win every game at Purdue, we know we have to win in Omaha to keep our season going. So we're going to probably set our pitching up so that we're in good shape for next week. So, that might mean today, like Emmett Olson starts today, but maybe on a bit of a pitch count because you got to come back earlier with him next week. So while you want to win today, you know your ultimate goal is what you get done in Omaha starting next week. But from the baseball, just the defenders, the offense, you want good approaches offensively and you want to keep playing sound defensively so that you feel like you're playing good baseball 
for next week. Yeah, and I mean, let's like, let's say hypothetically, let's say you do get three. Let's see, you get three in a row here. Just does that put a place in a team kind of momentum wise? Just a place they really haven't even been in yet this season. If they can do that, sure. Yeah, I mean, I think they had the stretch right after the San Diego weekend where they won like nine out of ten or something like that, and there was a good feel. And that's when they beat Vanderbilt in that stretch. So yeah, you want that. It just you know, it, it's it sports. It's such a lot of the mental part of it. You feel good about yourself. You feel like you're playing well. And this team came here with a good little bump. I mean, the, the Creighton win on that Tuesday night and then sweeping Penn State. They do feel like they're in a pretty good place right now. And so, I, heck, I expect them to play really well this weekend. Purdue's not playing well. They all, Purdue Jack almost needs a sweep to get in. Really? So the pressure's all on them. And I think Nebraska can use that to kind of counterpunch here the next three days. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, and especially if you get that first one at the beginning, it probably deflates yeah. it, and you've, they, you've, they've got to do scoreboard watching and, and all of that. Thank goodness we're not doing that this year, Greg. No. That's all. Right. I mean, that stunk last year. The powerlessness of that, and obviously there's been plenty made of, you know, Purdue, Maryland not playing that game last year, and uh, it's just... It's great to be in the position where you don't have to. Plus, it's hard to find Big Ten scores on the internet, which is weird. I need an app. Why, why is there not an app where I can just look up Big Ten baseball scores along with Major League scores and everything else? College baseball needs to do better with that. That's a little D1 editorial baseball, there. D1Baseball.com is your place to go for scoreboards. Yeah. I get, yeah, great, I go to that website, website sometimes. That's that's yeah. good. That's the best place to do it yep. um, there on that. Uh, all right. So we're... that. That, let's let's uh, let's take a look at kind of we're going to look ahead and we'll we'll have a I guess we won't talk again until the Big Ten tournament is underway. Greg, I mean, my goodness, you could be because that'll start right away Tuesday, right? Different format this year. They backed up a day. It had been Wednesday through Sunday, and they were trying to jam four games in a day. And I think the Big Ten, the powers to be, were like some games that were ending at two thirty in the morning because of some weather delays. And so what they did was they went and sold the ACC format. They went and looked at the ACC, and, and they've used this extending by one day. So there's going to be three games on Tuesday, two on Wednesday, three on Thursday, two on Friday. And so uh, you should never fall behind too much with the format. Now, if Nebraska is in that 4-5 hole, which that's kind of where I think they're going to end up, more than likely they will play on Wednesday at 2 o'clock. That, that looks to be the the spot for them to go, and I say likely because the number one seed, they've given this interesting caveat that the number one seed, which is either going to be Maryland or Indiana, gets to pick whether they want to play on Tuesday and have Wednesday off or not start their tournament until Wednesday. So once they pick, then the 4-5 matchup uh, slides into the other game. So more than likely, I think the number one seed's going to want to start Tuesday and get an off yeah. day in the middle of the tournament. You want if you that way you freshen up your bullpen for one Correct. day. If you use yeah. it, I would think that that'll almost be. That's odd. That's weird. <laughs> that weird? So they got to like contact them and before yeah. they make the bracket and say, hey, which do you want on this thing? And all yep. the other teams, or at least half the other teams, have to wait and see exactly what happens with that before they know how they're going to play. Yeah, that is interesting. With that whole thing, um, so that's that gets going going Tuesday could could be Wednesday as well, and then and I think we talked about this before, but man, just getting a I don't know who a good matchup would be, and they'll probably all be in somewhat kind of kind of similar, but man, for Nebraska, if you can win that first game, that is that's obviously important in any tournament, but I think even bigger than usual this year for this Nebraska team in their situation. 
it's all with a double elimination tournament. The longer you can stave off your first loss, the better. You just get deeper into the tournament, more teams get eliminated, and your odds go way up. So game one's huge, and that's why I think they'll be really careful tonight with Emmett Olsen because that's who they're going to throw out there yeah. in the first game. And if you really want some odds, if you're in that four or five matchup, more than likely you're going to play Rutgers. Or Michigan. Those mm-hmm. would be the two. We've already played Michigan. We did not play Rutgers this year. Mm-hmm. So those look like the, uh, the the likely first round opponents for Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we'll see. But it's a it's kind of a jumble of similarly situated teams. So uh, yep. you know maybe outside of Maryland and Indiana, maybe it feels like everybody's kind of in a big clump there. And so maybe you can't you can't look too far ahead about what the matchups are now. Uh, now that you know I, during the year, starting pitchers, relief, who gets used, who doesn't use that fluctuates injuries people who are hot people who are not what what do you kind of see as has there been some changes in terms of what's been reliable in terms of bullpen pitching in terms of starters and how does that shape up for tournament play well i think some a couple guys have really emerged in the bullpen corbin hawkins is a kid that's really done very very well the last month or so the side armor from millard west he's found a nice role it's been one of the more consistent pitchers for Nebraska over the last month or so. Shea Shanneman has had it pretty well locked in out of that bullpen. You know you've got Emmett Olsen and, and Jace Kaminska have been pretty solid throughout the year for Nebraska. That third starter's been a bit of a puzzle. Will Walsh has had a chance to to occupy that a little bit. Uh, but that's been a, an issue really all season long for this team is finding that solid third guy. So it'll be interesting if Nebraska gets to that third and fourth game next week in Omaha, who, who is it that they run out there? Do they maybe go a Kyle Perry and say, Kyle, I know you're not going to be built up to go five, six innings, but give us three, and then we'll pe- we'll piece it together from here to the to the finish line. So, you know, I'm really liking what Corbin Hawkins gives this team. Doesn't throw overly hard, Jack, but he drops down in that sidearm angle, and that's tough for those batters to to pick that up after seeing so many guys that throw in the 90s yeah. uh, from, you know, the left side of the right side. Yeah. Uh, who do you have in the uh, Matthews Anderson maybe Swanson home run derby here for the next uh, however many games are left? Yeah, isn't that been fun? That has been so fun to watch. And we had a trivia question on Sports Island the other night on, during Coach Bolt's show about the last time Nebraska hit two guys hit twenty in a season was two thousand, and it was Dan Johnson and Matt Hopper. Yep. And here you've that. got Max needs one more to get to twenty. Bryce is already there. Uh, that, that's been fun. And those guys are roommates. It's been the fun dynamics. And they point at each other when they one of them hits it out. Like, all right, I'm back in it, or I got the lead now. And that's just been a fun story to follow. And, man, I'm going to miss watching those two kids play because yeah. there's no doubt they're going to get drafted in a couple of months and, and off to their professional career. But uh, it's going to be fun to follow. They better get it done this weekend because we know that Schwab Field and Omaha didn't surrender too many home runs. So you better get it done here at Purdue. I know. I keep hoping maybe some of these teams are going to get deep into their bullpen and you'll have some one of those random. Occasionally you'll get them now up there in Omaha in College World Series and Big Ten Tournament with some real high-scoring games. So maybe you've got a shot at that. But that will. Be, I want to see that go on as long as it possibly can. Uh, go and ahead. Jack, one more thing. I'm glad you mentioned Gabe because – if you just go look at conference-only stats, there's no doubt Gabe Swanson's an all-conference player. His conference numbers have been phenomenal. He didn't get a lot of at-bats early in the season. And so him to get to 16 home runs now, he's done a lot of that damage in Big Ten games. And so I hope that the voters look at that because he definitely should be an all-conference pick. And what a great story, a walk-on kid that really nobody else wanted. Uh, coming out of high school, and now he's a big part of this lineup for Nebraska. Just so proud of him, and he'll be a big part of this team moving into to 2024. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, slugging 688 right now, which yeah. normally is going to put you at the top of your team, I would think, it, in almost every circumstance. It's not far off being an All-American type numbers is what he's put up, and so it's just a great story. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and impressive. You know, the other thing is impressive, too, is, uh, you know, Swanson and, and Anderson have kept those strikeout numbers down so yep. much. And then you get Bryce, who has a higher strikeout numbers, but he'll walk a lot as well. And that's I think that's been a huge key in what these guys have been well, able to do. And with Bryce, we still need one more stolen base to set that mark of that's 20 right. home runs, 20 stolen bases, which has never been done in the history of Husker baseball. So, I heard you guys watching for it when he got on this weekend, and uh, it, did, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Uh, well, it wasn't good, but uh, it was. Uh, it's been a successful season. I think he'll get it. Hey, I want to pivot real quick to, to basketball. Uh, yeah. You guys had Fred Hoiberg on last night. Oh, I was, I'm dying to hear some news on what's happening exactly. Uh, for those didn't, who didn't hear, can you just give us a little summary of, of uh, what new stuff? Because it's just been a quiet period with, with Nebraska basketball since the transfer portal closed. Yeah, I'm, I'm Team Fred right now. I mean, this is—they're really excited about the additions that they've they've added. The Rink Mass, the big kid from Bradley, and and then uh, Bryce um, Williams, Williams from yes. Charlotte. And Fred said he had an NBA buddy of his who says they think they got a real steal in Bryce. I mean, this kid was an, an MVP of their postseason tournament. Rink Mass is a six nine, six ten big guy that can shoot the three, but also a pretty good rebounder. And a decent passer, which that's key. You and I talked so much over the winter about the key to Casey. To me, was that, that Derek Walker was such a good passer yeah. that they could do so many things. Well, I think they can continue that with Rank. He talked a little bit about Casey. Says Casey has really transformed his body. They've been able to put some weight on him, and he's doing some individual workouts for some teams. But they're, I think, pretty encouraged that he'll come back next year. Uh, so he's really excited about the additions to this team, and they still have two scholarships open. And he said he's still very much – they're still very much looking to add another part or two to this team and, and, and really excited about Josiah Alec coming back and finishing up his career in Lincoln, just much like the Sam Riesel story a year ago to get a guy to come back home and finish it off. So I'm really excited. I think Fred and the staff have done a great job. It was a phenomenal interview. I think you can go on Huskers.com and find that and listen to the whole yeah. interview, but it was a rip. Plum full of information from the coach. I've got it pulled up on YouTube right now. You can get it there as well through the the Husker Sports Network page. A uh, couple other questions. Did did he? Uh, I, I saw that there were some updates on Juwan Gary in there. Uh, what, did he say anything? What was the the news about Gary? And I assume yep. something had to do with his injury recovery. Yep, he's he's in in recovery mode on that. He said that they're hopeful that he'll be able to play when they go to to Spain for their tri- their trip in late July. They'd love to be able to get him back out of the floor and do some of that. Blaze Kate has also had uh, some surgery done here in the offseason. He wasn't sure that Blaze could play when they go to Europe, but um, Juwan's doing really well. And one of the other key things we talked about, Jack, was that with some of these additions, like Juwan had two years when they got him out of the transfer portal, so does Mass, so does Williams. Josiah does not. Euless, the point guard from Iowa's got two years. So these are wow. not just one and done additions to the program. These are guys that are going to be here for multiple years. So if the roster holds together, hypothetically, Tominaga, if he stays, Tominaga and Alec are the only two players that are yep. for sure gone after this season. Correct. Okay. That's huge. Yeah. 
Yeah, it'll be fascinating to see what they kind of do with these last couple of scholarships because obviously the transfer portal still has players in it, but does it have what you need? Do you look at, you know, I know they were looking overseas for for younger guys and, and that sort of thing. Um, it's just, it's an interesting position to be in right now with just the, how the transfer portal impacts everything and the supply that's out there, but trying to find that one. Because there's people who would come, I'm sure, but, you know, you just got to match it with your situation here at this point. So He wants one more big. I think yeah. they want one more big body. And, and there's a tra- there's a portal page, and I don't know where it is, but there are still hundreds of kids that have not signed with anybody yet. So there's a lot of options for Nebraska to go. But he's just really happy with what they put together to this point in time. And he says, if it stops right now, he goes, I think we'd be really good. Yeah. He goes, but we'd like to add at least one more person to the to the mix. Uh, one last question here for you. We'll throw throw a little football in, but it's kind of game time season for uh, yep. for college football, and we discussed this a little bit last week. I'm getting the sense that it looks like there's a good shot that that might be 11 a.m. out there Central Time in Boulder for Game Two of the year. Is that what what you're kind of thinking too? I, you, no, I don't know. I just I I think we're going to hear in the next several days. I think we're going to get some kickoff times. I don't know because Colorado's on Big Noon the week before TCU, so I kind of uh. doubt it. I mean, I doubt that Big Noon wants to go Colorado back-to-back weeks, yeah. but, I mean, they, they maybe could. I almost kind of think it could be middle of the afternoon on ESPN, you know, one of those 2.30 kickoffs, which would be one thirty out there. Right, because so it's know. at Colorado, it could still be on ESPN. That's right. Correct. Yeah. The, the, the Pac-12 still has a, a connection with ESPN. And so, I, you know, I heard, I've heard a lot of people speculate, and maybe, maybe that will end up being the Big Noon game. But since they're Big Noon the week before, I'm just not sure I see – Fox doing that back-to-back weeks yeah. with Colorado, a team that, yes, it's got Dion, but they were also 1-11 last year. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's. I think we're going to find out at the end of the month. I think that's still the target, and maybe, heck, maybe even later today we get something yeah. that pops out. They're, well, they're trickling these things out. Knock on wood, Colorado's 0-2, if that would be the case. It'll be interesting to see how much the shine wears off, sort of the media value of Colorado. It's going to be a new, shiny thing and exciting at the beginning, but if they're not winning games, you could you could probably count on a little Pac-12 after dark, uh, 11 right. p.m. stuff with them after that. So we'll see. Uh, all right, hey, lots of great stuff, Greg. We will be listening tonight, early start reminder for uh, folks early start both in time and in time of the week starting tonight with nebraska purdue right here on klin first pitch at five pregame at 4 30 best of luck with the call greg and we'll talk to you next week all right thank you jack there you go greg sharp voice of the big red host of sports tonight we'll wrap up the show after this on klin Byron. you're listening to lnk today with jack and friends on 1499.3 klin all right, that is it for the show. Tomorrow is a request line Friday. It is in Anything Goes. Friday, anything that we can play on the radio. Don't put swearing songs in your request. Come on, people. Beyond that, though, whatever you want, even if it is, once again, Rush and Bread. Text it into to the Rickstown Recognition text line, 402-479-1400, and uh, we'll have some fun with that tomorrow. No Dan Parsons show tonight. Husker baseball pregame at 430. Game starting at 5. Big game from the Nebraska baseball squad. It's 9 o'clock. KLI and Lincoln.